Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. No One Likes Us Clothing is the clothing range designed by Millwall fans for Millwall fans. Caps, T-shirts, polos, they've got it all. Visit noonelikesus.co.uk for the full range. Or, if you're in Bermondsey on a match day, why not have a pint in the Blue Anchor pub and pick up a Nolu polo shirt, Nolu clothing, www.noonelikesus.co.uk. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Welcome, welcome, welcome dear listeners, welcome to a beautifully sunny Saturday afternoon here at the Den, South East London, for the visit of fourth place to Reading, fourth place, they've had three wins and two losses, so a decent start for Paul Ince's men from the Majeski Stadium on the end of four, um, decent looking crowd have assembled here this afternoon for their visit, your Lions team this afternoon dear listeners, Bart Bielkowski in goal, some changes. We've got uh, incoming Jake Cooper in defence, uh, Sean Hutchinson and the Murray Wallace already in place. So Hutchinson, Cooper, Wallace across the back three, Danny Mack, and maybe some might say surprisingly, who knows, Scott Malone on the left side. Midfield, return of uh, Jamie Shackleton, George Savin, George Honeyman. Uh, up front, great, great to see Tom Bradshaw back starting alongside his good friend Benick Afobi. Um, Lions obviously have had a moderate style, although we are sitting in 10th position and 7 points. Whether it's uh, fair to call it moderate or decent, I don't know. Uh, some of the performances have left something to be desired, and we've had some losses that have, um, could have been a lot better. So big, big home fixture this afternoon, dear listeners. Difficult day to get to the den, there's been industrial action of various types. Um, I, I've driven over today. People have made it in, and well done to them for making the journey up. Not an easy one this afternoon. As I say, brilliantly sunny day. It's lovely footballing weather, not too hot, not as hot as it has been in recent months. Reading geared up in a kind of like a pink outfit. Uh, I don't know what you call that. Peach? Peach and black. Millwall this afternoon in traditional dark blue and white. After that loss last week at Norwich City, I must admit I came away, well I didn't come away from it, I came away from my television set, um, thinking we've got to make the maximum of our home form. And 
today's a big test in that way. Uh, players are lining up in the centre circle for a minute's applause for the life of Bob Pearson. Great servant to the club. Passed away recently. There's a great round of applause all around the stage. It's going to be really hard to see that. Well, loving memory of Bob Pearson on the screen. Really nice touch. Fantastic. Reading set to kick off, they're going to be attacking the cold blow lane in, in accordance with Anglo-Saxon law, since the, uh, the era of the, the great, the Venerable Bede, the great monastery of Lindis Farm, where he knocked out the Anglo-Saxon chronicle, amongst other things. He probably had a bit of a go at the uh, Lindis Farm Gospels as well, I dare say, that's the kind of guy he was. Old Bede. Well, away we go, I was reading on um, The Athletic. I'm trying to name drop the, my, the amount of football reading that I do listeners on. The Athletic, Bournemouth and then PSG have developed a technique of kick, uh, kicking, uh, attacking straight from kickoff. Um, I think Mbappe scored straight from kickoff recently. It was developed apparently at Bournemouth. But we haven't done that listeners. Or rather Reading haven't done it because they're the ones who kicked off. Half the pitch illuminated by brilliant sunshine. The other half in the shadow of the West Stand. Flags fluttering gently in the breeze. I've painted a picture with words for you, listeners. That's what I try to do in these little uh, productions. A picture with words. This is an early ball into Benny Afobe. This is Shackleton on the right side. It's going to go for corner. Right side of corner. One minute in. Nice attack down the right side there by Millwall. In it comes. It's swinging away towards the centre. This ball is skimmed across the heads of, uh, I mean that was Murray Wallace and this is now Jay Cooper, he de delicately sticks it back into the danger zone That's got the eights now got it and will clear under pressure, Mill doing a good good job of pressing early here listeners and Jake Cooper with a good old long diagonal ball, went in doubt that is going to be, uh, no dispossessed there by Scott Malone he wins a throw in, this is great to see listeners early press, early pace ball in from Jill Savile, headed on target from Tom Bradshaw Saved well by the goalkeeper coming up to the third minute. All action start by the Lions. I was trying to analyse why um, Paul Lintz has always annoyed me as a, as a, as a, a manager. Ball in there from Shapton, that's going to run clear. I mean, the obvious reasons being West Ham slag, Manchester United slag. Although he did do the dirty on West Ham, so he, that should have, um, you know, uh, endeared him to me somewhat. I think it was the bottle job that we saw in Euro 96, going back a long way for some of the younger listeners, when he didn't take a penalty in the shootout versus West Germany, or Germany, sorry, in the semi-final. The so-called governor didn't, want, didn't have the um, bottle to come and take a penalty in that situation. I think ever since then I've detected a um, slight sense of the, the fraudulent about him. Millwall started really well, has moved down the right side, breaks down unfortunately, and Red Reading will get a chance to break long, there's the nine chasing that down, 
into the right side corner. It's uh, Tom Ince, of course, his, his boy, working for his dad. We've all been there some when we started, you know, our leaving school. Not, not in my case, my dad wouldn't have employed me, not for anything of uh, any practical use anyway. And building site work, that wouldn't have been, was never my cup of tea, I've never been any good at it. You wouldn't employ me either, listeners, I, I make no bones about it. He didn't, and I, you wouldn't either. Saw quite a few hooped shirts walking down from Bermondsey Station. I think South Bermondsey is closed, in amongst all the industrial action. Uh, booing is for Tom Ince, listeners, in case you're wondering. Uh, Reading coming down our left side. Shot from distance, that was into bodies, thankfully. Come to seven minutes. Who do you maintain grudges against, listeners? I, mean, I suppose any Millwall fan has a litany of grudges, really. Um, I'm interested, actually, a post on the, uh, on the Twitter feed. Let me know if there's any specific grudges. I don't know why, I've always had a grudge against... Paul Ince, Who, who's your, who's your favourite grudge? Who do you nurture? Honeyman penalised again. The referee seems to have his eye on, on George Honeyman. That's going to be a free kick on the left side now. About halfway inside our half. It's going to be a chance to get a flighted cross into, into our penalty area. In it comes from the left side. It's headed on target. 1-0. Flick header on. Far post headed in. 1-0 Reading. Poor defending again, listeners. Poor defending, that shouldn't have been... He, should, he was, had more freedom at the back post than I think he should have had. 14 minutes. They're not going to show the replay. For fear of enraging the crowd, no doubt. It's a poor start, Millwall. Millwall immediately onto, onto the uh, front foot, down at the Reading end. This is Shackleton on the right side, he floats the ball in. That shot goes down, referee gives nothing! Wow! You're getting nothing out of this referee, listeners. Absolutely nothing. He's been given... He's penalised Honeyman twice, oh, debatably. I'm sure that'll be something that Gary Rowett mentions later on. And that looked like... Um, the red defender was all over, all over Tom Bradshaw there, nothing given. Big week ahead, we've got today's game obviously, which is in play, we're losing it at the moment. We've got to travel up to Turf Moor on Tuesday night. And then the return of Steve Morrison and uh, Marlon Romeo next, next Saturday with Cardiff. So, um, the big nine points at stake this week, over the next seven day period. We're ticking towards the quarter point of the uh, first half, it's after a brightish start. Obviously the goal has knocked the stuffing out of Mill. Reading have, have, have increased their their pressure and um, possession as the first quarter's chugged along. We, we're struggling at the moment to impose any uh, pattern of our own on the game. Andreas Vogelsammer will wonder what he's going to do to earn a start. I mean, the two cameo appearances we've seen from the German. I think he's looked really inventive, imaginative. I can't believe we won't see him at some stage this afternoon. I would have started him. Would you have started him? I would have done. One thing I think Ince has taught them is uh, a grounding in the diabolic arts of uh, football shithousery. I bet he's really injured after me slagging him off, this bloke. I've just taken my um, 
airplane mode off my phone whilst I'm using it to do the recording. And a um, few, few posts from Harry. There's a, there's a popcorn stall outside which has induced online fury. Online fury. It's like an ice cream and popcorn stall. Which is the kind of thing that <laughs> causes rage down at then. Um, apparently turn, two of the turnstiles weren't working at uh, the docker side. They've got a picture of him queuing up about half a million people. And now he's reckoning he's going to be calling Aaron's 606 show later, calling for Gary Rowett's head. It's time to go, says Harry. You're not getting this promoted, Rowett. What do you think, listeners? Do you think Gary Rowett's getting this promoted? I mean, obviously it's going to have to be by the playoff route if we are going to get promoted. Long way to go yet. Long way to go yet. Um, things that are bugging me so far this season, obviously we're, we're a goal behind. We're on 27 minutes. We have some extra uh, injury time to be added to this half. But things that are bugging me about the season so far is we don't look defensively solid, which has been his, his shtick since joining us, Gary Rao. We've always looked if not imaginative going forwards, we've looked very solid defensively and at the moment we we keep giving goals away, listeners. So will that get us promoted? Well, a bit early in the season yet for me, H, but um, there is no smoke without fire, I suppose. That's, uh, I'm going to try and say that in a way that sounds very mystic and deep. I'd better put my airplane mode back on again before I get another bombardment of uh, messages. Interfering with your hour of pleasure, it come right... Reading breaking forwards now, that's wayward pass, but ball out of defence, this is uh, Honeyman now, 28 minutes, Mills getting bogged down slightly, listeners, we're not, we're not finding space, and the ball seems to be sticking, Tyler Bury, Billy Mitch, and that uh, Zian Fleming warming up, Then all of those will be players that I want to see, I want to see them playing, listeners, we're not showing much imagination as we tick towards half an hour. And I want to see the creative boys, I want to see the, the artists, the, uh, the, the Ziegfeld Follies, I want to see the, the Showtime boys. I think if Gary Rowett would, uh, was running a, a Ziegfeld Folly type show, he'd have them all um, very tightly dressed. No flamboyance to their dance routines. I don't know where I'm going with this, this idea, I might have to cut that bit out, listeners. Cause I, was, I had an idea and it didn't really work out as I was, as I was uh, enunciating it. The Zampa Follies, maybe. It's chipped forward from Scott Malone. Deep, deep, deep. Headed on there by Jake Cooper. It's cleared from the uh, penalty area. And we'll do recover. Way back to Barbilkovsky, though, but we do have possession. Launches it straight back down like a Ukrainian drone aiming for a Russian warship. Something going on over in the docker stand. What's going on? People calling for looks like attention of some sort. I don't know what's stewards running over there. Someone had a medical emergency of some sort. I don't know. They're calling for attention. The game has stopped. This, this. the medical team running around there. I don't know what what this is. Uh, applause. So I'm guessing things are things are okay. The Mill medical team, incidentally, very, very good. 
as we said prior to the break. I know things like that kind of put put a perspective on matters, don't they? Um, we're back to the football. That's what we, we're here. Um, it's not been a great performance by Millwall. It's, it, we've not created any any chances in front of goal. We've not even looked remotely like we we will. We've had possession, but it hasn't seemed to doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. This is our George Honeyman. The final pass again into a, into a pink shirt, and there's been a lot of that this half. Chipped forward from Murray Wallace. And Tom Bradshaw goes down. It looked like it went down softly to me. The referee says no. I must admit that did look like a, a soft one. If, if we'd have got it, great. But um, if he felt some contact there and went down. What we don't want to do is concede another one. This is Reading pressing forwards now with two minutes of uh, added time. Passing the ball around. Not sure either team has looked particularly dangerous. We, we switched off for the, uh, the Reading goal, but they haven't really looked anything major. They had a, a brief little bit of um, possession prior to the goal and then just afterwards, but they've not looked dangerous in front of goal. We just, we just haven't um, kick-started, listeners. And I'm not sure this team at the moment, this formation, this team, whatever you want, I'm not sure there's enough imagina imagination out there at the minute to, to unlock a fairly tightly packed Reading side. Based on what we're seeing this in this half, you've got to be thinking in terms of Vogel Sammer at the half. Fleming, if not now, then when? Keep giving them 20 minutes is uh, not using their talents enough, in my opinion. Certainly this, this 11 that started the game uh, don't look like they've got enough about them to claw their way into the game at the minute. Listen. It's the ball down into the uh, corner flag from Malone to Chase. No, too long, unfortunately. It's gone for a, a goal kick. There's the last action of the first half. There's the reaction, listeners. Rightly so, rightly so. Um, that was a poor half by Millwall. We need more imagination. We need to change things. There are some obvious candidates sitting on the bench. Um, and if we don't bring them on in this situation, then I don't know when they're going to be able to make a mark inside. Anyway, there it is at the half. Millwall nil, Reading 1. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Achtung, Mehlball. We're away we go. Let's do this for the second half. We've just been um, discussing the shortcomings of Millwall in that first half. Basically, no service for the strikers. Um, they've not looked great, but then they've not had any service whatsoever coming forwards. Sloppy goal yet again to concede. Um, and no imagination from midfield. So, apart <laughs> from that, it's been good. No changes at the break. Um, questioned, uh, questioning the decision making. Gary Rowett there, really, aren't we? I mean, I don't know. I can't believe he can see that starting eleven at the end of the first half and think there's going to be goals in this in this side. It's um, we need to have changed it. We need to freshen things up, as the, as the football saying goes. But anyway, never. You might think this is a podcast. It's actually more like psychotherapy for me, listeners. Not me laying on um, the psychiatrist's couch and uh, pouring out my innermost thoughts to you. And you, you know, you you don't pay for it, but you know, I suppose you pay for it in the sense you've had to listen to an advert. That you absorbed my angst, all very Freudian. I haven't seen any peanut uh, popcorn knocking around, listeners. I don't know how well they've done the uh, popcorn stall outside. Starburst are doing big trade. I see just down in front of me, and um, looks like a an incinerated nuclear pie. No sign of any popcorn. I treated myself to a bottle of water. Two pound for a bottle of water. It says it's going to water aid. So I'm consoling myself for the, the cost of the water. The fact that I've done some good for someone somewhere in across this blighted planet. Um, but I've got this fear that I'm going to kick it over because you don't get a top of it, obviously. Anyway, enough of that. Free kick in from the right. Joel Honeyman headed back across the goal. Goalkeeper takes it. So I've, um, I'm trying to manoeuvre it around the bird shit, listeners, so I don't contaminate my own water supply. It would be ironic indeed if my water aid benefit water poison me rather than the poor sap somewhere else in this in this world who's um, trying to have his life turned around by their charitable endeavours. Ball breaks down midfield so this is a one two to Shackleton on the right side of the Reading penalty ball but across the goal into the day no one there 51 minutes opprobrium around the den Reading coming forwards now 10-0, 1-2, so it should be 2-0, what a fantastic, fantastic save by Bart Bilkowski. It should have been 2-0, good night Vienna. But that uh, forward for, for Reading, the 8, will be cursing himself. We're looking very second best there. Bennett concedes a silly free kick, barged him very obvious, I could see it from the other end of the stand. The referee gives a free kick to Reading. Lions dodge a bullet. Incidentally, a miracle save by Bart Bilkowski. He pulls those out like um, you and I might change our shirt each day, listeners. You do change your shirt each day, listeners, don't you? You do. Good. Reading sitting back behind the ball, looking to hit us on the break. We're having to press forwards. Not sure it's our strongest suit, but that's what we've got to do. Gary Rowett doing his nut down there at the referee. Absolutely screaming now at the fourth official. Gogosama coming in for Scott Malone.
he's looked really good every time we've seen him in the uh, away games we've seen him so far. Looks like Fleming is coming in, listeners. Bure is coming in for Honeyman. Looks like that's uh, Zian Fleming down there. Who's he coming in for? Tom Bradshaw's coming out. Crowd not happy with that one. Disagree with that one. 57 minutes. Stirrings of some discontent around the den, listeners. You would have heard the um, disagreement with the, uh, the substitution of, of Tom Bradshaw there. This has been a poor performance so far. Obviously, there's uh, with Bury, Fleming, and now Vogel Samuel. We've changed it, and that's all you can ask. We do need to start working some more creative chances going forwards. There's been nothing at all in this game so far from the Mill perspective. This is Bury now on the left side. First chance we've had to see. Tyler goes past his man like a knife goes past Butter into the penalty area. Can he get the ball back? It's just overrun there. Unfold, unlucky there. First attacking run of the game this night. 64 minutes in. Bury supplies it. Just over, over touched it as, as he was going past his man but the, uh, the the way he went past that defender was beautiful <laughs> Fleming wins a free kick there he appealed to the referee's sense of decency and got it after a pause his uh, right sided free kick halfway inside the Reading half he's going to take in a, a, a floaty cross instead it's deep headed on target who was that? Disallowed it. Oh, my God's sakes. What's he give there? They won't show it, so I'm going to guess pushing or some such. Disallowed, listeners. Ball breaks. Tyler Bury now on the left side. 73 minutes. He's played it down the line towards Zian Fleming, who tucks inside. He's pursued his man well there and got on the end of the ball. They've done really well there. They do clear it, but that kind of persistence is what the Den wants to see. All around the applause, all around the Den for that. Something to behold. He's actually forced the middle throw in. How about that? From, that was from a, a dead situation. That would endear him no end to the uh, patrons of the Den. I can tell you that much. Well, Greg's pulling a phobia now in the centre circle. He's got one man in front of him. He's got... Bury overlapping him, but he's gone through. Looks like it was handballed as he shot. Nothing's going to be given. I oh, should have played it through to Bury. This is uh, Vogel Sammer with an angled cross there from the right side. No one in there. 78 minutes. Chance of a, uh, for, uh, a, a phobia there. He ran it into trouble, really. Hint of handball. You're not going to get much out of this referee this afternoon, listeners. Benning a trying to twist and turn up front there. He seems a bit more switched on suddenly not been a great game for Benick I, I, I do acknowledge he hasn't had much service until you know the introduction of the more creative players it's a lovely lovely play there by, by Murray Wallace Take, took and turned the ball he's found Bury now on the left side 79 minutes what can Bury do he's had to check this is Murray gets a deep cross into the into the middle and that goalkeeper with in the 1930s, that would have been a fair shoulder charge, but nowadays that's a free kick. There's Murray Wallace again. Now he's got 
Tyler down the left side. Can he, can he find him? He gets body check, which is good because uh, Tyler lifted it past his last defender, but it was way, way in front. He wouldn't have got anywhere near it and managed to get a foul out of it. So it's going to be a left-sided free kick. Intelligent play by Tyler Bury. I think he's going to be a star of the future. And a yellow card for the man. Star of future listeners. You hear it here first. Probably not for us, of course. We might have to sell him, but there we are. Left-sided free kick, 81, come towards 82 minutes. Flighted free kick there, that was uh, Savoy's but locked back in the middle. Bodies flying, Howes for a penalty, not given. Rogel Sammer trying to be uh, clever, the ball's released. This should be 2 0. He's put it wide! Oh my word! My Gideon! Ball broke, there are two Reading players come on for the ball. Bart came out, committed himself, and the man had to just tap into there, put it wide. Wow. Now we have another injury. So many statistics in the game now. I wonder how many uh, statistics cover strategic injuries. 82 showing on the stadium clock. There will be a pause whilst this man has open heart surgery done on him. George Evans has come in for Jamie Shackleton. 84 minutes. I don't know how much added time we're going to get. There should be an extensive amount, listeners, like we had at the, fir- the end of the first half. They've done a good job of taking the sting out of the game with these injuries, Reading. I must uh, give them that much. Seven minutes of uh, added time. I'm going to try and predict what Gary Rowett's post-match press conference will be about. He'll probably look at the uh, disallowed goal. He'll probably want to talk about the couple of penalty moments that uh, shouts that we've had. Uh, Launch forward now from, from Shane Hutchinson. Jake got involved in this, uh, bouncing around. It's going to go for a middle throwing. I think you've got to look at the opening 60 minutes odd till the substitutions when we, you know, we've, we've kind of let that uh, two thirds of the game go past us where we look very, very flat and unimaginative. Um, poor defending. We can maybe talk about that as well for their, for their goal ball into the box. It's Vogel Sammer tries to, to clip it. He, he's Mill still in possession. This is Danny McNair. Can he get the ball into the middle? Bounces around. He's bobbling around. <laughs> Arms and legs, everyone. His shot in the end is blocked. Could have gone anywhere. Runs through to the goal. I think that's going to be it, listeners. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got to look at our own failings. There it is. Final whistle. Reading will see that as a three points one they had a bit of a siege once uh, our attacking player players came into it but Mill must really be taking a hard look at themselves because we've let that game go quite cheaply in my opinion there we are it finishes Mill nil Reading one Hi Nick John Rankin just calling in with the uh, match report as I saw it after the uh, home defeat against Reading, nil one. Well, the highlight of the day for me was meeting my co-contributor to the program, to the podcast rather, Matt Richards, before the game. Lovely to meet you, Matt, and also having a breakfast with my son. Um, listen, we said you said on your previous podcast with Neil, um, you spoke about referees and the VAR. Well. I'm not going to blame the referee, but we had a perfectly good goal disallowed and two or three penalties. 
And the free kick which referee awarded wasn't a free kick. Jamie Shackleton, Shackleton got kicked up in the air, but for some reason the referee decided it was a Reading free kick and that led to the first goal. However, that's no excuse for what I think was a very strange um, day at the Den. I'm not going to blame the players. Uh, I feel sorry for Benicophobi up front um, with the, the setup that Rowett has picked. When I saw Reading come out on the pitch, they had four or five six foot two, six foot three, six foot four players, including their defenders, and I think maybe a couple of midfielders, maybe even a centre forward. And I thought, well, looking at the size of our squad, Jamie Shackleton, George Hunneman, two very, uh, not, the, not the tallest of men, George Savile, not the tallest of men. Zian Fleming, he's six foot, no more than that. Vogel Slammer, you know, we haven't got a tall team apart from Jake Cooper. He's the only tall guy we've got. Sean Hutchinson is, what, six, six one. So what did Millwall proceed to do? They spent most of their time attacking through the medium of high balls played up to um, a variety of people who immediately had you know a five or six inch disadvantage against these gigantic players that Reading had so that's the manager's fault because he's the one who dictates the tactics he's the one that briefs the players and tells them the type of game they should be playing and I think he got it completely wrong. Also, his choice of personnel as well was was poor, you know? Um, Vogel, Slammer, Fleming and Bury. You've got to try those three up front. We miss Ryan Leonard. Jake Cooper looks a little bit better. He's getting his confidence back. Um, our midfield, well, I mean, what's Billy Mitchell done to be dropped in front of John Shackleton? I don't know. Um... Poor, poor first half. It was just abysmal, really. And the second half, yeah, we uh, it was a typical Mill performance. But again, we only attacked through chaos, really, through you know high hopeful balls. And all in all, I think Reading just played it out, and they sucked it up really and couldn't believe what a Christmas present they were giving at the Den. The goal we conceded was very sloppy, poorly defended. Kind of knew it was coming, really. I gotta say. Um, and uh, Reading just shut up shop and were happy to head out of danger all the high balls that our defenders pumped up into either the midfield or, you know, into in and around the penalty box. I mean, there is a case for high balls um, and that's from set pieces. But apart from that, with the players we sent out there, surely we should have been pl- playing it to feet. So there you are. Um, not a very good day at the den. I think Gary Rowett, you know, it's up to you now, son. <laughs> you've, you've had money, you've got the players, you've got to organise them and you've got to coach them. And let's see what spin he puts on this. I did notice that he spent most of the second half berating the fourth official. And that's a bad sign because you've got to play to the whistle in football. And if you get a ref that's against you, you've got to take it on the chin and beat the side anyway. And I think we're in the world of excusitis at the moment with Mr Rowett. So anyway, cheers for now. Come on, you lions. Hi, Nick. Angelo here, mate. 
I was going to wait till tomorrow, but I'm just so angry. I want to get my frustrations out sharpish. Yeah, I've I've seen a few like comments on Twitter. I've seen like the the Rowett interview, a couple of the Millwall um, fan fan things and whatever. Yeah, and there's a lot of people blaming a phobie and blah blah blah. I don't know if I'm going crazy, but I I think the problem is staring us in the face is Honeyman in that number ten position. I honestly believe the last two games, the guy has been atrocious, yeah? His job in a number 10 role is to link the midfield to the strikers, yeah? And create create stuff. He hasn't done anything in the last two games. And I can't handle it anymore, mate. I, I can't see how people can't see it. He has assisted one goal since he's been in, 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 our, in our team, which is the corner for Cresswell uh, against Stoke, yeah? We have to get Honeyman out of that number 10 uh, role immediately, in my opinion, yeah? He has to drop back to a proper midfield role because he's tenacious, he snaps at people's ankles and stuff like that. He is not a number 10, mate. And, you know, our strikers, yeah, are, uh, they're feeding on sh- on scraps, yeah, because we're just not creating anything. And, and I'm so frustrated about it because, in my eyes... I think that's plainly obvious where our problem is. We have to put Fleming in there, Bury in there, or Savile in there. No other player. I would have put Leonard in there, but I hear that he's out for two months now. He's tore, torn, his, um, torn his hamstring in training, which is so sad because he, he was probably our best player. But, yeah, I'm so, so angry, mate. You know, just creating absolute diddly squat at home in front of a, of a big crowd against a team that was spoken you know, they're not going to stay up there they're useless mate reading will not stay up there yeah we should have put them you know uh, we, we, we should be smashing teams like like reading and and, and I, I pray that rowett sees that honeyman is not a number 10 mate he's just not a number 10 and, and and i strongly believe that is where our main issue is at the moment but listen, you know, it's just my opinion, but um, it's a very strong opinion uh, from me. So very disappointed, and that's all I wanted to say, Nick, really. That is where I believe our issues lie, it is in that number 10 role, mate. Okay, let's hope for a miracle on Tuesday. Come on, you Lions. Well, a disappointing afternoon at the Den. Um, just, again, we can't defend, can we? Um thought the team selection was wrong was proved right in the first half we've got no width when you don't play Tyler Bury so we're playing a team with no wingers our wing backs are our weakest link which we've discussed on the show and we're asking them to do a job they can't do um, to give away the goal from a set piece again we've given away another goal away from a set piece it's just not good enough is it you know Gary Rowitz is supposed to be a defensive manager and he, he, his team can't defend at the moment which means we're reliant on we're basically based on getting clean sheets and nicking one or two goals at most and at the moment the way Millwall can see goals we'd have to score two or three every game for the rest of the season to get any wins and we're not going to do that so you know our game away Tuesday night he makes changes at half time he don't even make changes at half time that's the point everyone in the den could see that he needed to make changes he waits another 10 minutes after or 8 minutes after the half um, and then we move on to you know the elephant in the room that is Benekafobi. The, the the bloke 
cannot get dropped, cannot get substituted by Gary Rowett this season. Yeah, he scored the goal, it was offside, but that's all from a knockdown. There's no real skill involved in that. It's just hitting. He didn't throw a leg at it from where I was sitting, and it was disallowed anyway. But we're just not good enough. It's just not good enough from the management. It's not good enough from the players. This is supposed to be the year that we kick on and attempt to get in the playoffs. And all I'm seeing is regression. We're not we're not progressing in any way, shape, or form. We can't keep clean sheets. When you bring Fleming, when you bring Fleming, Bury, and Vlogslammer on, all right, the German didn't do a lot today, but I think you shouldn't be playing him out wide right. He's a centre forward. You know, Fleming's come on, he's playing in his position, and Bury just is the only one with an idea going forward and brings you something different. And it's chalk and cheese. If you'd played like that from the beginning, you wouldn't have lost that game probably. So, you know, you got to, you got to call out the manager when they get it wrong, and he got it wrong today, you know. He, he can do wrong, and people seemingly, hopefully, wake up to realise that he, he is based on us not conceding goals and nicking uh, the odd goal here and there, and at the moment his teams can't can't keep a can't keep a clean sheet for love nor money. So it's not good enough, and things need to change really. Hello, Nick. It's uh, Matt Richards here calling in, walking back after that game. Oh, I just don't know what to say really. It's just, I mean, I've been through some frustrating games, but I can't think of them anymore at the moment. I mean. It's just, just so. I mean, we can blame the ref for being just shit and not giving us stuff and blowing up for, and they're falling over, you know, falling over all over the place. But they've just done the job on us, and that's what Reading came for. You know, give them a, a simple, easy early goal. You know, we lost two headers in the box, and they've and they've and it's in the back of the net, and then they just sat back. I mean, the first half was just awful. We've seen it so many times before, haven't we? Just um, backwards and forwards, too slow. Nothing through the middle. Just trying to go down the sides, but only getting so far. But they're not getting anywhere. I mean, I think we had one header in the first half, first five minutes, and that was it. So first half was absolutely shit. So you've got to change it. Never makes a change at half time because he just doesn't do that. So we have to wait and make changes. And it made a difference. The second halves are always a bit more open anyway. So we you know we probably huffed and puffed, but there's. There seems to be no kind of there was no fluidity or anything it was just long balls and hoping something's going to drop more than any kind of plan or strategy or or anything like that goal disallowed I guess um, someone's offside may have got a touch but it's just, I mean it's just a shit performance and it's you know it's, you, you've got to blame you got to blame the manager for the for you know, the team you put out first of all, you know you got Phoebe there, Bradshaw playing it safe. You know you got you got Bury. You know you got to play him. You got to have a bit of flair there. You know you try Fleming. You know and Vogel Sama. But anyway, it was um, a bad for my first game this season. At, actually, at the Den, I felt I'll go back on holiday. Anyway, cheers, Nick. Come on, you lines. Hello, Nick. Hello listeners, Ben Anthony here. Oh, well, it's hard to know where to start after that today. That was, um, that was about as bad as it gets, wasn't it? It felt like today we, we set up so defensively. That starting 11 looked too defensive for me. And that, that was how it played out. Um, it felt very similar to the Norwich game in a way. Against Norwich, it sort of felt like 
Rowett thought they were too good for us, so we will set up defensively, try and nick a a 1-0 on the counter-attack, but otherwise try and keep it 0-0. And as soon as we conceded, there was almost a, a panicked feeling of, well, what do we do now? And today, it was a very similar story. It it looked like we'd set up purely just to try and keep some kind of a clean sheet and hope that we can get something with the two strikers up front, even though we can't deliver a ball because we've got no creativity in midfield. So, yeah, I don't really get it. It's It's confusing to me because, on one hand, I understand the playing defensively because we've we've been leaking goals but on the other hand I think the only way you're going to stop all of these chances against our defence is if we've got the ball up the other end so for me we need to play some of our more creative attacking players if you can see the difference on the hour mark when he brought the subs on and we looked a little bit more attacking but by then it was all a bit too late and the game was being broken up by, you know, a bit of a bit of uh, Reading game management, shall we say, and and a little bit of the referee just blowing up for anything. Um, but so it was all too late. We we need to be going at teams in the first half from the start, and we don't do that for some reason. So yeah, I think there needs to be a bit of a change for me. It needs to be a change of formation, and I think we need another attacking body, either in midfield or, or up front. Yeah, we just need to, to see a little bit more of just actually turning up for games, particularly in the first half. If you don't turn up and you don't put in any effort until an hour in, you get what you deserve. And today, for me, we got what we deserved. So it's all a bit frustrating, but I do feel like there's a team there. I feel like there's there's something... And we just haven't found a starting eleven and a formation and that that works for us yet. So we have to keep the faith and hope we get something on Tuesday. If not, I think it might be a bit of a tense atmosphere um next Saturday. Anyway, come on you lions. Achtung, Mailball. So huge thank you to all of our voicemail contributors let me know listeners if you want to contribute to the show get me get get in touch via twitter you can email us um some of you might even have my phone number already always always welcome any voicemails post-match voicemails always good to hear from people um yesterday was a very very poor show obviously i'm recording this on a sunday morning just editing the final cut for the uh, podcast to go out um, trying to assess what we saw yesterday. I think it's the shapelessness and the lack of, um, the lack of uh, ability to impose ourselves on the game that's really bothering me at the moment. It takes me to question Gary Rowett. Let's be honest, there were rumbles around it then. You would have heard it in the live footage that I, that I recorded yesterday. Um, I'm not the only one. You, you go online, there's loads. I'm not going to Pick and Ginger just had the voicemails. Everyone is saying similar things that this is an expensively assembled squad by Millwall standards. Okay, it's not expensive compared with the rest of the madhouse that is the championship, but it is by Millwall standards. Um, you know, it's, it's come from for money, and there are some good players in our squad, and for reasons that are starting to 
um, baffle me. We are not being organised well. We are not um, we're not playing maybe a formation that exploits our best players well. Um, I think it was Angelo in the in the voicemails made the point about Benikafobe. Um had no service yesterday. We're not playing well towards Benik Afobe. We know he's a good player. We know he scores goals. We've seen it last season, but he scores goals when the balls are put through behind defenders for him to run onto. That's his strong point. We're using him as a kind of battering ram style striker, which is not going to suit him. Um, it was harsh on, on Tom Bradshaw, incidentally, to come out and then reacted. I do worry and, well, wonder that Gary Rowett's clock has started running, the old countdown um, ticker that, that you get, because when there's that amount of um, you know dispute within within the football stadium, as a general rule, um, the manager is is on um, on notice. Now he has dodged previous um, cases of of uh, dissent. I was at Peterborough. Was it last season? It seems like an age ago. Where. You know the home the home fans the, the Millwall fans were starting to chant Gary Rowett your football is shit we all remember that and he's managed to pull results out of the hat he's got a big big week ahead if he's going to pull one out of the hat got to go to Turf Moor on Tuesday night Burnley won five one yesterday at Wigan they're looking like a team that um, certainly is the media's choice for uh, you know for promotion with Vincent Company Manchester City and, and Belgium um, glamour manager. And, you know, on the back of one of the more disappointing showings of the season yesterday, we've got to go up there and, and, and get something. Um, it's going to be an intriguing Tuesday night. Uh, we'll see. Speaking to Richard Corley of the News at Den yesterday, it was the usual Gary Rowett press conference. And I think this bothers me as well. We're not really... I do wonder whether he's got the imagination, listeners, to actually solve this conundrum that's in front of us. But he spoke to the, the press yesterday. He mentioned the, the early pressure, which, yes, there was early pressure, which we didn't produce anything. And he makes the point that you can't keep coming back and finding solutions in games when you're behind. No, you can't, Gary. You can't, mate. Um, we scored the first goal only in the Stoke game in six league games. Problem. And one cup game. Forgetting about the league cup exit. This is the bit that bothers me. He says to Richard and, and the, the assembled men of the press, gentlemen of the press yesterday in the, in the uh, press room, I nearly changed it at half-time, but our home form has been really good and there was no real need for massive change. Yes, there was, Gary. Yes, there was, mate. It was a very poor first half. I make no claims to be any kind of football expert or pundit, but, you know, if... There were plenty around me. You don't even have to listen to my views on the matter. There were plenty around me saying that we needed to change it at half-time. We needed to bring in the creatives, the Tylers, the uh, the Vogelsammers, uh, the, 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 the uh, Zian Flemings, and, and so on and so forth. And he makes his... He then goes on to make the same point. We, we were a lot more creative and got better once the, the free players came in. Yeah, well, they need time to do that. But anyway, there we are. I'm starting to repeat ourselves. Um, huge week ahead, listeners. Where does this, where will this week finish? Don't know. A win on Tuesday will take some of the pressure off of Gary Rowett. Big ask up there at uh, Burnley, midweek away trip. He has had a track record of pulling these rabbits out of the hat in the past. Um, my only question at the moment is whether the squad believe in him because it's that classic thing that when you lose a dressing room, you know. Your time is up. 
Um, don't want to be talking like this either. I actually wanted this to be a successful season. It can still be a successful season. He's assembled a decent squad. But tactically and um, motivationally, if that's a word, at the moment it ain't working. And Gary Rowett will be paid well to find a way for it to work. Or the uh, the Dockland Light Railway will run him back to um, Liverpool Street and on to points towards the East Midlands. We'll see. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Um, no, not going to do a Monday show tomorrow. It's Bank Holiday Monday tomorrow. I'm going to get myself along to a non-league game. Um, so we'll be back um, probably in the aftermath of the Burnley trip on Tuesday. Um, so until the next show, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Arriva Dirty Millwall. And bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.